Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. My name is Matthew, and I have to start the show today with this dark little factoid that I learned just a couple of days ago. When I found this out, it made so much fucking sense to me, and I felt like an idiot for never realizing it before, but also... I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal, so I found it to be kind of funny, (laughs) even though I probably shouldn't. Okay, so I know someone who is studying to be a funeral director because of fucking course I do, right? This is the type of life that you guys expect me to have. And if anyone listening is surprised by that, you clearly don't know me at all. So this future funeral director was talking to me about how part of their classes teaches dealing with grieving loved ones, which makes a lot of sense, right? The last thing you would want from your funeral director is, you know, them doing cartwheels into the room and referring to the dearly departed as like future worm food or something like that. You know, all right, let's roll the old bag of bones in here so they can take a look before we put them in the ground. And if that's offensive to anyone, I'm legitimately grieving right now. So I feel like that alibis me out of any kind of hot water for that joke. Oh my god. I'm doing the grieving version of I'm not racist. I've had black people over at my house. For all you youngsters out there, by the way, I grew up in the 90s and back then for like a solid couple of months, the whole I've had black people at my house thing was kind of an acceptable defense when someone accused you of being racist. What a wild time. So sorry, look at me going off the fucking rails right up front yet again. So this future funeral director was taught that when you speak to grieving families, under no circumstances should you ever say the term good morning to them. And you guys, I shouldn't have laughed at that information as hard as I did. But fuck, man, it is such a comedically innocent but poor choice of words. I feel like you could write an entire episode for a sitcom around that one fucking term. Also, though, it makes complete sense, right? It's something that I would never in my life think of. I don't care how sad or grieving I am. When I hear good morning, my fucking fat ass immediately thinks, ooh, muffins sound good. Why am I like this, mom and dad? Just kidding. Neither one of them listen to this. That's probably why I'm like this. Ooh, we are off to the races today, aren't we? I do have promises to keep in this week's episode. And I intend to keep them. But first, I want to break down some gold star answers from a question I asked a couple of weeks ago, which was... What is something completely innocent and innocuous that someone can do that gets your motor running a little bit? I got some great answers from all sides of the aisle with this one, and I want to give you guys a couple of my favorites. First things first, I want to tell you that the number one answer I got, and a lot of women sent this one to me, which was surprising because this wasn't a multiple choice question. It could have gone any direction, but it seemed to always come back to chores. I received that answer in several different flavors. Manual labor, access service. I literally had women sending me shit like taking out the trash and doing dishes. But all of those things fall under the same umbrella. Now, I'm not ashamed to admit that the first thing I thought of when I was getting those same answers over and over again was my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. 
And you guys might be thinking that this is the part where I talk about how hearing all those answers opened up my eyes a little bit and got me thinking, hey, you know, I could do a couple of those things for her around here and that's going to lead to some particularly racious mattress dancing a little later on. But no, let me tell you, I do most of the fucking chores at home. And I'm not talking about dishes and laundry and shit. That's easy work. Hold on to your snooches, ladies. I'm cleaning bathrooms. I'm sweeping and mopping floors. I'm dusting entertainment centers. I take everything out of the fridge, wipe all the shelves down and put everything back in. I restock her Coke Zeros and her water bottles. I wipe down and restock the pantries and the closets. You can catch me wiping down floorboards now and then and bunches of other little shits that nobody notices but me. And her response when she gets home and sees all that is, wow, it looks great in here. Thank you so much for doing that. Bitch, jump on my face. (laughs) I'm so sorry, CJ. My second thought when getting those answers is, fuck, man, how is it that easy? It couldn't actually be that easy. I understand that men can sometimes be oblivious and out of touch with things, but also... I think there's a lot of good men out there who get a bad rap because they're lumped in with everyone else, and I always step up for good people. I utterly despise blanket absolutes. They annoy the shit out of me. But then I got into a conversation with a listener who gave me her answer, and we got to talking, and she told me that one year for Christmas, her husband bought her a crossbow. I'm going to give that a second and let that sink in. A crossbow for Christmas. And it wasn't like a gag gift. It wasn't like a, you know, just kidding. Let me go get the real gift for you. He came up with the idea, thought about it, had to continue thinking about it while making the purchase. Still continue thinking about it the entire time the return policy was active. And then on Christmas morning, on Jesus's birthday was proud of himself and was excited for her to open it for just a split second before probably seeing a reaction and realizing he fucked up. There are two occasions, fellas, when it would be acceptable to give a woman a crossbow for Christmas. One, if you're married to Laura Croft and never. Those are the only two times you should find it remotely acceptable. So use this is a teachable moment, gentlemen. Firstly, don't buy a woman a crossbow for Christmas. And secondberg, I got women fooled into straight up handing me cheat codes for what gets them going by simply asking them directly about it. You can just call me Wiley Coyote Super Genius. Now, I got other answers. Some a little more confusing, like, quote, lumberjack vibes, end quote. Not that that answer is super confusing. We're not talking about actual lumberjacks. We're talking about the vibes. Hot dudes with hot beards, wearing flannel, maybe some cuffed blue jeans and some very expensive steel-toed boots, tossing an axe around for good measure. I see it. It's kind of like, you know, a late night post last call hookup with a girl who looks like she'll give me herpes but won't actually give me herpes. Maybe I can call that phantom herpes vibes. Same energy. I got another woman who just sent me the answer, butch lesbians. 
And this is a straight married woman, but she's not the only one. I've had so many female friends over the years who aren't particularly interested in women, but go fucking gaga over a good butch lesbian. And I'm all the way down with that. My taste in lesbians? Am I allowed to explain my taste in lesbians? Seems cancelable. <laughs> Do you guys even want to hear my taste in lesbians? Who am I kidding? I'm a straight white man. Of course you want to hear my taste in lesbians. My taste, which for the record matters 0%. I have dated a few lesbians, but I felt like that was kind of on accident. Um, I like someone who can masterfully toe the line between butch and femme. Someone who could put on a schoolgirl outfit and rock it if they want to, but also there's a good chance they would beat me in arm wrestling and they could definitely put something together from Ikea faster than I can. Sheesh, girl, let me bake you some cookies while you build that bookshelf. And then... I have to mention, I got one listener who told me what gets her going is backwards baseball caps. Oh my God. That answer should come with a free roofie in your drink. <laughs> I'm not trying to shame anybody. What we like is what we like, and I totally get it. I have a weird but powerful thing for super trashy girls, and I don't mind being judged for it. I've said it before and I will say it again. There is nothing wrong with a light roast from time to time. Come to think of it, coffee actually sounds pretty good. I think I'm going to get a coffee later. Now, from the men's out there, I got a few quick and easy answers. A couple of them were kind of inappropriate. They didn't quite get the context of the question, but that's okay. The main one I got that I want to talk about very quickly was high heels. I personally have never been a fan of high heels. Thanks again to my mom for having a cigarette in her mouth while I was crowning. But I understand the idea of why they're sexy. The few times I've gone to strip clubs and seen the dancers in those, you know, those massive pleasers, I totally get it. It's a look. And now, without further ado, we are going to be entering the music appreciation portion of the show. I want to apologize up front to myself and to you guys for being a blowhard windbag that just keeps talking and talking and talking about stupid shit enough to where I have had to put this whole thing off for six fucking episodes. First things first, I do have to own up to a mistake that I made getting a name wrong a week or two back. When I was talking about brilliant producer and greasy-haired newlywed Jack Antonoff, I briefly mentioned one of the singers he worked with, and I pronounced her name as Carly Rae Jespin, when her name is properly pronounced Carly Rae Jepsen. No one ever likes making a mistake, but I have to admit to you guys, I am so fucking okay with the fact that I didn't know her name. Now, for worst of the week, gotta talk about a couple of musicians who have passed away recently. We are going to start with Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell, who died of acute liver failure this last week. I don't know why they're trying to make liver failure sound so adorable. The dude is dead. You know what, you guys? You can judge me all you want for that, but somebody needed to make that joke. <laughs> Please don't turn this show off. And then also very recently, we lost Jimmy Buffett, music's drunkest uncle. So, look, I'm not the biggest 
Jimmy Buffett fan in the world. I would not classify myself as a parrot head. I've probably watched the movie Beaches more than I've actually been to Beaches in my life. And I've never lost a salt shaker before. If you laughed at that joke, make sure that you get the early bird special at the Village Inn. And don't forget free pie on Wednesday. This portion of the episode is brought to you by the Village Inn. (laughs) Pay me! But for cereals, Jimmy Buffett was an amazingly good singer-songwriter. Margaritaville is a fucking anthem that was so big they named a restaurant chain after it. And he's got some other criminally overlooked tunes. A Pirate Looks at 40 is insanely good. Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw is as fun of a song as the title makes it seem. There's a couple of albums that he did in the early 2000s that were actually pretty fucking solid. License to Chill had this really great cover of Hey Good Lookin' by Hank Williams, which is one of my all-time favorite country songs. And then he did an album... Shit, I think it was 05 or 06, and it was called Take the Weather With You. I'm pretty sure it was called Take the Weather With You, something real close to that. And I remember there were a couple tracks on there, um, Everybody's on the Phone and Bama Breeze, that were both really good summertime white dad yacht rock songs. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental or ironic way, boys. Legit good shits. And more than anything... Jimmy was just a nice dude. Everybody who knew him liked him. His favorite thing in the world was drinking Margs and smoking weed on a boat somewhere just off a beautiful coast. He sounds like my sister George's spirit animal. Add two or three shrimp tacos to that, and fuck man, that might just be the perfect early June weekend. I'm really glad that Jimmy got to stick around for just one more summer. And if you want to know the kind of person that he was... The last words that he said to his sister before he passed, they weren't anything deep or heavy or profound or anything like that. His last words to her were, have fun. Fuck yeah, dude. That's pretty cool. Rest easy, Jim. All right. So I want to talk about this playlist that I spent forever making a while back. And I'm going to do your inner monologue for you here real quick. Why is one single playlist so important to this turd, and why does he feel compelled to bring it up? Fair question. So to reiterate, in case anybody forgot, I fucking love music. It is the air that I breathe. It's my first love. It makes me feel every emotion. It has been there for me when people haven't. No genres are off limits for me. I literally enjoy at least a little bit of everything. And... I have spent a lot of time reading about artists and bands and albums and origins of songs and all that jazz. I know kind of a lot about music. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I know more than you. There are people that I talk to who whoop my ass with music knowledge, and I fucking love when that happens. I'm just saying I know kind of a lot about music, and I'm actually a little bit proud of it. And this playlist that I'm talking about is sort of my go-to playlist for any occasion. Driving in the car, people coming over to my place, when I'm doing all that cleaning that puts no ants in my wife's pants, any chance I get to have music on, I take it. And this playlist is usually the one that I'm going to start slapping anytime. So that's why this one particular thing is so important to me. Every maybe four or five years or so, I'll delete the version of this playlist and start brand new. The way that I did it this time around 
is I broke it down and made a bunch of smaller playlists that I combined into one big one. So with the smaller playlists, broke it down by genre, right? So we're talking rap, show tunes, country, rock radio, one hit wonders, Motown and Stacks, but also I made playlists for every decade, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way up till now, you get the idea. And what I did was I would go to the Billboard Top 100 charts year by year since they started, which I think was 1960, and I would see a song or an artist that would send me down a rabbit hole, and I would add songs that I liked or save songs that I wasn't sure about to essentially audition them to see if I liked them enough to make the cut. It was a tedious, long-ass process, and it took over a month. And it was a blast. It was kind of like a control-alt-delete from my brain. And sort of like a check-in with myself to see where I was and where I am with the music that I used to like and then with the music that I like now and how that's changed over the last four or five years since I made the last version of the playlist, right? And that is going to bring me first to my gold star question for this week, which is what artist, band, album, song, however you want to break it down, it's entirely up to you, but musically, what is something that you didn't like at all when you were younger that you really like now? Something that you've grown into. Email me at atomicskullpodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into my DMs on the Instagram and the threads and the TikToks at Atomic Skull Podcast. Add me if you haven't. I always love hearing from you guys, and I definitely want to hear about this one. I find changes in music tastes to be ultra fascinating. For mine... I'm going to give you a specific band that I didn't like at all when I was younger. I grew up on rock radio, back when rock radio mattered. Now, I'm not trying to trash it at all, but I don't even know why we have terrestrial radio anymore. Most shit is run by Clear Channel, who usually force stations to play particular songs in a particular order a particular number of times throughout the day and you don't really get to choose what you like it's chosen for you which i am never a fucking fan of meanwhile as i'm sitting here we have music streaming on demand where i can pretty much hear any song i want to at any time except for fucking garth brooks garth get your head out of your ass and dig up your masters free music fact for you guys this week a little context to that garth brooks buried the masters for his first few albums underneath his star on the hollywood walk of fame like an asshole <laughs> but i digress growing up on rock radio i fucking hated the band foreigner i know that sounds so specific now that i say it out loud but their stuff sounded so basic and generic and it just sounded like it didn't have any balls. And I like music with balls, man. And I just wasn't a fan of Foreigner at all. And then, cut to, you know, a couple months ago, I get home from the grocery store, throw my headphones in, and I open a can of cold beer, which I never fucking do, by the way. Drinking a can of beer is extremely rare for me. And I'm cleaning up dog shit and watering trees, waiting for my wife to get home. And... A couple songs by Foreigner come on because I had them saved on my playlist for audition to see if I wanted to add them to the to the master playlist, right? But here I am with a cold beer in one hand and a hose in the other, nodding my head to this week's song of the week, and all of a sudden I am like, God damn it! And that's the moment when I could feel liver spots, 
bursting all over my hands. So song of the week this week is going to be the old man rock radio extraordinaire feels like the first time by foreigner and hear me out because the song is actually pretty fucking good i dare you to not nod your head a little bit when the song comes on it is on the atomic skull podcast songs of the week playlist on spotify while you are there listen to all the songs of the week because they're all fucking great And then, as a bonus, which I shouldn't even be telling you, later that same night, after the Foreigner debacle, Mrs. What's-Her-Name brings home some bottles of wine for us to try out, which we do, while listening to fucking Chicago. (laughs) I'm married for a couple years, and all of a sudden, I'm in my fucking 70s. That brings me to my second thing, which I did mention last week a little bit, and I'm kind of terrified about it, but I'm not going to let myself out of doing it. This playlist I made, by the way, is big. It's almost 100 hours of music. It's 1,500 songs, and they're all songs that I fucking love. The songs and bands that I'm almost embarrassed that I like now are nothing compared to the shit that I liked when I was younger. But when I tried to listen to a lot of those songs now, I cringed so hard at the fact that I used to love them. A lot of them almost made it to the playlist just for pure nostalgia, but the more I tried listening to them, I couldn't even get through the song, and I kept saying to myself in my head, what the fuck was I even thinking? It's bad, you guys. I brought this whole idea up to a friend of mine at drinks a couple weeks ago, and when I told her about the songs that I almost added but couldn't bring myself to do it, she kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me to tell her one of the songs, which I refused to do. I do have a little bit of shame left in there somewhere, I guess, until she bought me a shot. And then I did give up the goods on one or two of them. She told me that I'm such a fucking music snob that she had to hear about the awful songs that I was so embarrassed to have liked when I was a kid. And these aren't guilty pleasures, you guys. Those I can do. These are, oh God, they're they're right where my shame is hiding. So while I was taking that free shot, free shots taste better, by the way, I had an idea. And if you guys would be kind enough to give me permission and indulge me to test the waters a little bit and see how it goes. We're going to do sort of an Atomic Skull telethon slash fundraiser. For every $5 that any of you very sweet, lovely, kind, good-looking, wonderful people would like to send to me, in the upcoming episodes, I will tell you guys a song that is utterly fucking embarrassing that I used to love that almost made my playlist, but I could not bring myself to put it on because I was so, I would just wanted to run and hide from myself. And I will try to justify why I liked the song when I was younger and throw myself on the mercy of the court for judgment. I want to stress to you guys that I feel very weird doing this, but also I think the whole premise is kind of funny. I also want to stress to you guys that it is completely optional, okay? But if you are in the mood to hear someone make a complete fool out of themselves at a very cheap rate, it is $5 per song. If you send me 10, I'll do two, 15, I'll do three, and so on. And this isn't limited to doing it just this week. 
hearing the episode. I know a lot of people are still catching up on the episodes right now. If I get a random donation sent to me down the line, I will give you a random song down the line. There is no expiration date on this. I should mention that when I did tell my friend who bought me that shot one of the songs, her immediate response, and I quote, was, ew, really? So that's the kind of shit that you can expect, depending on how this whole thing goes. If you are a total sadist and you want to hear me airing out whatever shame I have left, you can send it over on Venmo at Atomic Skull Podcast. If you don't have Venmo or you would rather use something else, I do have Zelle and Cash App and all those other shits. Slide into my DMs at Atomic Skull Podcast and all the socials and ask for my info. And I'll be, I mean, sort of happy. <laughs> I'll be sort of happy to give it to you. Just know that any couple of bucks that you guys are kind enough to send my way will go to only the finest hookers. No, the truth, you guys, is I'm going to take whatever I do get and I'm going to put it right back into the show. I've got some really great things that I want to do coming up and that kind of help would be a huge step for me to getting them done. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little embarrassed already. I'm a little excited. I'm very scared and thank you guys so much in advance already. I do have lots more musical hot takes, by the way, you guys. That is by no means it, but I have a job, and you guys presumably also have shit to do, so I don't want to shoot my whole wad on this whole thing yet. There will be more coming up, and that's the breaks for this week, you guys. Speaking of excited and terrified, next week is... Oh, God. I know what next week is going to be, but I don't know what on earth is going to happen. When I tell you to expect the unexpected, that is the euphemism of the year. It is going to be fun and it is going to be juicy. Count on that. Metallica ended up having to postpone one of their shows because the singer James Hetfield got COVID. So second show is coming up this weekend and I want to wait to see both shows before I dig in. So you can expect me going over that coming up soon as well. You guys, if you do find a few extra bucks in your couch cushions that you can part with, that should give you even more entertainment at my pain, which is always the most fun kind of entertainment, is it not? Really do have lots of great shit coming up the pipe for you guys that I'm super excited about. I hope you guys are excited about it a little bit. I think it's going to be a lot of fun making it, and I hope it will be half as fun hearing it. Thank you for listening, you crazies. Thank you for responding to my dumb questions. Thank you for everything all the time, always. I'm going to tell you that everything you do means the world to me as often as I can, and I do not mind making it weird. Please follow, subscribe, and give me five stars wherever you're listening if you haven't yet. Would love it if you did. Tell any and all of your somewhat nerdy or gothy friends about the program. Always looking for more people to join the party shit man even i'll admit i'm funny from time to time i hope all of you out there are living your best ones until i see you guys again next week in the words of the late great jimmy buffett have fun apologies to my mother-in-law and how are you doing 